0: Hey, Fanboy Nation. This is your pal Daffy Duck and you're watching you're watching We're watching You're watching Fanboy 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 a Fanboy etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. <laughs> Danny Ramirez, fanboy from Maverick from the, Top Gun Maverick, man. Talking to Fanboy Nation, we're gonna have a good time today.
1: Absolutely. Fanboy Nation. Um I just I heard that you guys uh change your name the moment that you saw my character on top then right
0: no we're actually suing paramount for copyright money.
1: oh okay fair enough well I'll see you guys in court <laughs>
0: <laughs> no man listen from the biggest movie of the year to part of one of the biggest franchises in the last 20 years you're doing something right here talking about tales of the walking dead
1: yeah it feels like i'm getting lucky yeah so i'm just gonna roll with it as much as i can
0: hey take it and run man you know, yeah. you get to play Eric on the new series, so fill us in on that.
1: So I think um the new series, I think the, the most exciting part, I think, has been able to play uh with the genres of, of a classically established um, grounded zombie survival show. Uh When it comes down to what it is, it's, it's a story about humans that are put in extraordinary circumstances, and you get to see them survive. And so being able to play with the genre, just like in real life, they're we're grounded. It's reality, but there's very funny moments. There's very, there's moments where there's um, visions in our real world and people see, are seeing things. And so I think it was able to play with different pockets of reality and how people would process it and the lens in which people would go through and navigate. And so playing Eric um, opposite of Daniel Pinera's Adalia was just really fun to be in a single location after having gone through your own extraordinary sur- survival circumstances and seeing what happens in a relationship once you do get that that moment to breathe and really everything that you've been through rises up to the surface. And, um, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, all you guys can play comedy and drama. I mean, Jesse T. Usher, Terry Crews, Jillian Bell, yourself, Parker Posey, and so many others are in the show that have done comedy and have done drama that you can find that balance of humor while trying to survive for your life.
1: Well, there's a episode seven thats that is, uh, we've yet to announce is actually just uh, it's a round table, OK. <laughs> it's a round table that turns, and then they unleash a zombie in the middle of the room, and we just have to survive while being funny. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of versatility from everyone that was, um, like meeting Terry to do Comic Con was one of the coolest things ever. Terry's just, he's so passionate about entertainment in the first place and hearing his philosophies around comedy and drama and why he does it was just, uh, was so special. So I think they did a really good job at like filling out this roster.
0: This is definitely an ensemble that's worth seeing.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, And so, since they're going to unleash a zombie on you guys in Episode 7, is Episode 10 the musical number? Uh, episode
1: 10 is the musical number. Episode 9 is a um, is just a talk show appearance. And then, uh, I think, Episode 8 is I, – I, it's too early in the morning. I haven't had my coffee. I'm not really thinking. I just imagined the talk show appearance in regards to the Joker. And I'm like, that's a different universe entirely. Um but yeah
0: who would have thought that a zombie comic book would turn into this mega franchise? Well over a hundred issues in the comic series. now three different television series just yeah. based on zombies. What do you think the attraction to this zombie story is?
1: I think there is there's such a a more intense magnifying glass on humanity, I think pressure um and the ideas of, of like life or death in this place like allow for you to see who people truly are or how they navigate this. And it's, I think the the fantasy of running through what quite possibly to me seems to be the worst case scenario is <laughs> our extinction happening through um, us turning on ourselves, uh, which is there's still like that could happen as well in a different way. So I think there's, there's so many through lines and threads that, I think this world allows us to meditate on and exercise what would happen, how we'd respond, how different people respond, what are the different barriers. Um, at the end of the day, it's a survival story, and we've been surviving from day one, from when we were in, like, cavemen to today. And so I think it just it puts it in this really interesting metaphor um, of what it is to survive and what are the things that we need to survive in psychologically but also physically and um yeah there's there's like there's such a fascination around it and i think the the uh haunt culture even of of uh of, and cosplay culture around it is just so fascinating and beautiful and it just it does allow you to to exercise this like worst case what if which i think allows us to feel more prepared in the like and then and, and be able to Tamper down that fear than like having your imagination run wild and like, um, yeah.
0: So the last couple of years have been scary enough on their own, and yet horror movies have had this great resurgence. I mean, horror, horror movies have always been there, but there's been an overabundance of horror movies during that time period. Why do you think we like to be scared during scary times?
1: I'm, I don't know. I'm, I had a, my, I had a, I used to live with, uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Phoebe Fisher. Those are my roommates. Kelvin's a phenomenal actor and Phoebe is now a showrunner. She's doing massive things. And Phoebe would always, um, listen to podcasts like murder podcasts. And it was just fascinating to then hear why. And it gave her a semblance, even though it scared her, it ran through possibilities and be able to think of all the things that she could do to prevent them in her day to day. And so I think there is a part of us that does allow and 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 a lot of horror films and they don't end with everyone they end with with some success, some survival. And so us seeing the worst possible human scenario happen and then seeing that someone's able to get their way out of it. And then the tension and like what's happening in our bodies we're watching, I think there's a magnetic draw to that. I think there's a draw to to being able to see project ourselves onto a character and survive with them. And, um, I think having sat in our homes for two years, there's been a uptick in, I think single location horror films as well, specifically. And so that's also just cause we're like, for two years, we're in, in isolated in our own home. Like what's the worst case scenario on that? Like, and so, um, just playing with that idea. I don't know. It's it's fascinating that it, there has been an uptick.
0: So then what scares Danny Ramirez?
1: What scares me, I think, is time. Time is, uh, it's my birthday week, so I'm always thinking about time. Okay. Like, well, my Thank you. During my birthday, I'm just like, God, no wonder Christopher Nolan makes every movie about time. It's just a massive, like, it's everyone deals with it all the time. It, um, yeah, I think time or, no longer flying which that's a good thing I, I know I, I generally sit down and from the moment we're parked to when we take off there's no difference to me it's just it is we're, we're sitting on the plane um, Ah, I don't know I think it's um, time is a scary scary thing or like just mundane tragedies I think that could just happen at any moment
0: so the weight of the world is on your shoulders cuz that happens all the time man.
1: True. I I I genuinely am like ah, I don't I remember as a kid uh leaning back on the chair and people were like hey don't do that you're going to fall and break your neck. And I was like what a v- awful visceral like <laughs> thing you just planted on me that like as a kid I was like yeah sure. But now I'm like oh my god. You just painted this the most awful picture in this like very casual scenario of me being in the classroom and then yeah, so I think very mundane tragedies, I think, are the are the scariest things.
0: I can only imagine how you react to Rockabye Baby at this point. Yeah, the the nursery, the the. Yeah, by, what, you know, what about it? Because you the baby's know. in the tree, and then the tree branch breaks, and the baby falls.
1: Oh wow! I didn't even. I guess I wasn't even listening to the lyrics <laughs> of it. I was just getting lulled to sleep, so I get, it did its job. Yeah. Um,
0: Before you even got to the falling falling out of the tree part.
1: Oh my god. A baby falls out of the tree and rock. Yes. Jesus, see? Yeah,
0: yeah. People like to scare children too, man.
1: I know. I mean, the uh, ring around the rosy was about um, was it the black plague?
0: I think it was. I have to go back and double check.
1: Yeah, but it was one about one of those, and I had yeah. no idea. Years later. Yeah. The London Bridge is falling down was about it was in London. Bridges like it was wait. a war.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So. <laughs> war. Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting times throughout history that we live in. Like you said, surviving from caveman days to today, you know, yeah. sometimes we let our imagination run wild and scare us even more than what we're seeing on screen. Uh, take us through the filming process uh, of Tales of the, of the Walking Dead. Like where did you guys shoot? Was this also in Atlanta since, yeah. you know, a lot of things have been uh, shot there Like, you know, the, the process of going through all this.
1: Yeah. Well, it was, it was, we shot in Atlanta in the studio. Um, and the, the, the home that was built was all set. It was inside the the studio, um the sound stage. And it was just they did such a phenomenal job that it was so easy to tap into like that being the home of, of uh, La Doña. And um it was spooky, it was scary, it was like the amount of religious um paraphernalia, paraphernalia? That was that, what,
0: that what, I think what iconography.
1: Maybe... Iconography, yeah, sorry, it wouldn't have um yeah the the you walk in there and there's a completely different vibe just based on like the visual cues of like what seeing a cross means versus seeing a 100 crosses and just like you know that that space you're walking into is very um is sacred to the person that lives there and then so the interesting part was playing in that space knowing how my personal feelings around it are and being raised catholic and um, I'm just like, oh, there's, there, it's a very powerful set they've built. And then to kind of like go against the home was really interesting and fascinating. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, I remember like as we crept through in the beginning when we first are walking in, it was really intense because it was like one of the first times seeing the full set and seeing like the images that were up and, um, yeah, and so that was like that created a real tension on like, okay, like let's not let's not disturb too much, Um and then also remembering like, oh my god, they just built this last week.
0: I think that's the impressive part is building it last week to get it done for just one scene.
1: Yeah, it, it, well, there was it was for the entire the entire episode is um the whole ho- house was built as a house, and so. um just, they did such a good job of making it feel lived in, and, and actually, like, I remember seeing the kitchen and being like, I've, I've been in this kitchen before in a different, like, home. And so they definitely endowed it with a, a past life.
0: It sounds like you're having a good time with all of this, but, you know, when you're on there and there's that intensity of an episode like, like this one, <laughs> you know, when they say cut, how do you guys come back down to reality, or do you try to keep that tension for the entire day? Because that's got to be emotionally exhausting.
1: No, different projects call for different um, associations with that, I think. And, and so within this one specifically, there's already so many things that do take you out. Like the moment they, they do yell cut, um, it's really easy to believe once we're, we're doing it. But the moment they yell cut, you have uh, – you find, you notice the world around you. You notice the boom mic. You notice the camera. You notice – all these things that were there, but then now are like, you notice like a PA coming up and being like, okay, we're actually going to take you out of set because like they need to change something. And then you see them lift up the couch and move it to the other direction. And so there are things that like instantly tap you back in. And then the moment that they give you the countdown, like, hey, in five minutes, set dynamic shifts a little bit. And um tapping in is one of the easier things for me from from just like why I love to do this. Uh, and, and tapping out of it is um, is easy when you acknowledge the reality around you, and so that um, yeah.
0: Well, you're in good company, man, because everybody's uh, on their toes and on their game, especially with this series.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh, take us to the you know the air date. When do when is this going to either be on uh, what is it, AMC Plus or AMC?
1: Well, it's just it just came out on AMC Plus um, September. 11th or september 10th i think this past sunday and then it comes out this sunday uh september 18th um on it's gonna be broadcast so it's finally seeing it i haven't seen it yet i'm excited to watch it um i want to watch it the old classic way with commercials in between um it's been a minute since i've done that so uh i'm pretty sure i'll be able to do that right yeah yeah
0: yeah, it's your house. You can do it whatever you want. Yeah, I've been
1: seeing. I have AMC Plus, so I've been seeing it that way. But I'm just like I'm, I, I want to wait until that day. Um, I just because the entire when I was watching The Walking Dead, I watched it like on cable. I watched it waiting for it to air or a rerun. So even though I've since adapted to streaming, I think it'd be really cool to go back to how I used to watch the original.
0: And now, what does your mom say about you being in a horror series? I mean, she's happy you're working, obviously, and making a living. Yeah, she's, she's, um, I think she's,
1: she's in for it. I think she, she has no idea what's coming. She knows that it's a Walking Dead series. She loves it. Um, but then with with the, the episode genre bends to, I think she's, it's going to catch her off guard. I haven't told her that that it's like, uh, that the anthology is playing with genre, but I think she's gonna, she's gonna love it.
0: I dig it, man. Danny Ramirez, thank you so much for your time. Tales of the Walking Dead. Where can we find you on social media if we want to connect with you?
1: Uh, At Daniel Ramirez on both Instagram and Twitter.
0: I love it, man. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you, Fanboy Nation.